Welcome back to the 10th episode of the Uncertain Experience. Welcome back. Welcome back to another great episode of the Uncertain Experience. I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy old schedules to sit down to listen to little Oh me. Words truly cannot express how much I thank you for sitting down and listening to little me. For this week's topic, we're gonna talk about the idea of history and what is what is remembered in history. What part of history is written down and what part of history is forgotten? That's kind of what we're going to talk about this week on the Uncertain Experience. And the reason being is because I was watching a video earlier this week and the narrator in the video was mentioning these two towns, Tulsa and Rosewood, that I don't remember learning about in my education history. So I did my own personal research to get informed on them and I discovered so much. And I was so shocked that this part of the U.S. history is something that I never learned about in my whole entire education, in my whole entire education. But before we dive more into those topics there, I want to make two announcements. Um, first announcement being that the Uncertain Experience is now available to listen to on iHeartRadio. So if you have an account on iHeartRadio, I ask that you now go subscribe to the Uncertain Experience on iHeartRadio. Also... Announcement number two is that I'm starting a newsletter this week. So starting this week, I will send out a newsletter on Mondays along with uploading new episodes as well. And in this newsletter, you have a direct link to that current week's episode. Also, my shout outs for the week on my week scale of one to 10 check in. Also, my affirmation and also my icebreaker question as well. And I also um, may put in like, you know, some advice or like some good advice to help me out this week. And also maybe like a recipe that I tried or a nice little dish I tried that I liked or something like that. Something fun and, you know, something really personal and, and active. Um, the reason being I'm doing a newsletter is because I really want us to get more personal with each other. I want us to get to know each other more. I want us to interact more. And I feel like with this newsletter, um, I can totally get to know my audience more and get to know what my audience really, really, really like, you know, and what my audience really, 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 really like what I'm doing as well and get to feel out my audience as well. So I feel like with this newsletter, I can get a more personal interaction with every person that's listening. So that's pretty much the two announcements I want to make. Also, you can listen to the Uncertain Experience on Apple Music and Spotify as well. So please, if you have an account with Apple Music or Spotify, please subscribe and share, like, tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your cousins, tell your nieces, tell your nephews, tell everybody in the whole entire world that the Uncertain Experience is not available to listen to on Apple Music, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Alrighty, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up <laughs> everything I wanted to say. Or wraps up this week's announcements. Alrighty, so let's talk about our topic of the week, which is like I said, history. Um, and like I said earlier, um, uh, like I said, the reason I'm talking about history is because I was watching this video earlier this week, and there were there were these two towns that the narrator kept mentioning, Rosewood and Tulsa, that I never remember learning about. Um. As I was doing some history on Tulsa, I vaguely was like, hmm, I vaguely remember learning this maybe in my high school history class. Maybe a page or a paragraph was dedicated to it. 
I don't know. I don't really remember. It was just, it was just like, it was vague. I'm like, I remember, but it was like, I don't remember. It was like one of those, like, I can, I can, I can see it type things, but I can't really see it type things. So I was, I was a little bit like, hmm, interesting. Um, so after I was done learning, after I was done doing all my research and everything, I, I thought to myself and I'm like, whoa, Khadija, you've been going to school for five years and I don't, I'm sorry, you've been going to school since you were, since you've been five and you're 25 now. So for 20 years, you've been going to school and you've never learned about this U.S. history, this important U.S. history, this important piece of chunk of U.S. history, you know what I mean? And I was just so taken aback about that. And we're going to talk about the education system in another episode and everything because I feel like we do need to discuss the education system because I feel like for someone who's been going to school for 20 years and has been paying money maybe five out of those 20 years, (laughs) you know, um, five maybe five years out of twenty years, and not like not really learning about this history. Like, I feel like that's kind of messed up. You know, I'm paying out of pocket. I'm paying money, and I'm not even learning the truth. You know, so we're gonna talk about that topic a little more later on in a different episode. But I want everybody. I just want everyone to think about that, though. I want everyone to have that idea in their head. You know that we are paying for our education, but are we really even learning? the truth okay that's something i want us to think about okay but we're gonna talk about that later on okay and i just i just was just so taken aback about how detailed this information was you know how detailed the research i was finding how how much imagery i got from the words and the in the in the descriptions i was getting and i'm like how can someone how can someone not teach this how someone how can this be forgotten or erased you know because as I was doing the research I felt like I was there I felt like I would watching it all happen as if I was 10 feet I felt like I was feeling the flames I felt like I was feeling the screams I felt like I was legitly watching or in this in this happening in these events because it was so detailed and descript. So I was just also taken aback, like, how can this be forgotten or not talked about, you know? And I thought maybe for a second, like, when I first started my research, that maybe um, I didn't know so much about this right here. It was because um, there, was enough, there was not enough information out there. There was not enough um, resources out there, you know? So I thought maybe maybe that was one reason why. But as I was doing my research more and more, I realized, nah, that ain't the reason why I don't know about this stuff right here. Because this this information is so detailed. When I say so detailed, it's so detailed. I'm gonna actually read um a lot of the information direct from direct from um the websites that I got them from, um because it was just so perfectly already put together that I really didn't need to change anything for you guys to understand what I was talking about or what I'm talking about, you know? Speaking about um information and facts, all my information and facts is from hissychannel.com. I have uh, no, I, I have used them in the past for my own essays. My professors and scholars recommend using their um, information as well. Their information has been um, found to be factual and has been found to be um, unbiased as well. It um, reports facts, not feelings so all the information and facts in um 
things I'm getting is from historychannel.com. Alrighty, so let's hop into the first the first town, which is Rosewood, aka the Rosewood Massacre. That's legitly that's legitly how it's titled. As I was researching the town Rosewood, the auto filled the the search auto filled uh, filled in massacre for me. I didn't type in massacre. The search auto filled put in massacre for me. So I'm gonna refer to Rosewood as the Rosewood Massacre because how the internet refers to it. Alrighty. So let me give you guys an overall a overall summary of the Rosewood Massacre. The Rosewood Mar- the Rosewood Massacre was an attack on a predominantly African American town of Rosewood, Florida, in nineteen twenty three by a large group of white aggressors. The town was entirely destroyed by the end of the violence, and the residents were driven out permanently. The story was mostly forgotten until the 1980s, when it was revived and brought to public's attention. So, in 1923, all this went down. And it was not until the 1980s that people revived it and brought it to the public's attention. And... I can honestly say, I can honestly say that it's not really in the public's attention because if it was in the public's attention, I, Khadija Bilal, who started her education career in like 2005, I would be learning about this. I'm sorry, maybe no, 2002, 2003. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would have been taught this. I would have been taught this. I would have taught this, especially if I was inside elementary school. And especially in high school, if I'm learning about U.S. history, so I can say that the 1980s it really did, it brought it back to the public attention and everything for that moment. But I don't really think it it had the lasting effects that it 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 wanted to have, you know. All right, so I'm gonna give you guys some basic background history about the city Rosewood. Okay, so it was founded around 1845. Um, it had both black and white um people. But of course, it was predominantly white people, and of course, it was predominantly ran by white people as well. It was ran by predominantly white people as well, is what I'm trying to say. Um, there were black co- black codes and Jim Crow laws, and segregation in Rosewood. So you guys already know how how it how it was already happening. You guys can already start getting like a visual a visualization of what's going on, right? Um, there was only pretty much one one employment, one place of employment, which was a pencil factory in Rosewood. And around like 1890, like around 1890s, um, a lot of the fi- white families moved away to this town called Summers. So around 1890s, a lot of the white families said, you know what, we leave in Rosewood, we, we, we out. Yeah. So then, by like around the 1920s, the town was made up of maybe 200 people. 200 people, and a majority of those people was black citizens. And maybe, maybe there was like um a one white family that ran a general store. You know, there was like one white family there, but most of the citizens inside Rosewood was blacks. So as you can see, like by 1920, there were not really a lot of white people in Rosewood. It was a a black ran a black owned a black established town you know it was a black town okay by the 1920 so what happened to this black town we asked what happened to this black ran town so um on january 1st 1923 in summers florida a 20 year old 22 year old fanny taylor was heard screaming by a neighbor the neighbor found taylor covered in bruises and claimed a black man has entered the house and assaulted her 
The incident was reported by the sheriff, Sheriff Walker. Um, I want to point out a key fact before I move on um, to say the next part of the information is that Miss Taylor specified that she was not raped. Okay, as she was talking to Sheriff Walker, she specified she had not been raped. Okay, so I want everybody to know that fact about the case. And it's a very important fact about the case. And the reason why I stated that is because the whole reason, the whole driving reason for this protest to get, you know, justice for for Fannie Taylor was because she was raped. Okay, so that was the whole driving force was because this white woman, Fannie Taylor, was raped by a black man. That was a whole driving force for this protest. Um, the law enforcement found out that a black prisoner named Jesse Hunter had escaped a chain gang and immediately designated him a suspect. Let me re- re- reread that part one more time. Law enforcement found out that a black prisoner named Jesse Hunter had escaped a chain gang and immediately designated him a suspect. The mobs focused their search on Hunter and convinced and was convinced that he was being hidden by black residents. A black prisoner. They found a black prisoner. I'm going to repeat that part one more time and then I'm going to move forward. They found a black prisoner. Alrighty. <clears throat> like I said, I'm reading directly from the website, historychannel.com. Searches were led by dogs to the home of Aaron Carey in Rosewood. Carey was a nephew of Sarah Carey, who did the laundry for Taylor. The horde of white men dragged Carrie out of his house, tied him to a car, and dragged him to Summers, where he was cut loose and beaten. Sheriff Walker intervened, putting Carrie in his house, putting Carrie in his car, driving him to Grandsville, where he was placed under the protective custody of the sheriff. There, another mob showed up at the house of a blacksmith, Sam Carter, torturing him until he admitted that he was hiding Hunter and agreed to take them to the hiding spot. Carrie led them into the woods, but when Hunter failed to appear, someone in the mob shot him. His body was hung on a tree before the mob moved on. The sheriff's office had attempted and failed to break break up white mobs and advised black workers to stay in their place of employment for safety. As many as 25 people mostly children had taken refuge in the home of Sarah Sarah Carey when on the night of January 4th armed white men surrounded the house in the belief that Jesse Hunter was hiding there shots was fired ensuing the confrontation Sarah Carey was shot in the head and died and her son Sylvester was also killed by a gun by a gun wound. Two white attackers were also killed. The gun battle and standoff lasted overnight. It ended when the door was broken down by white attackers. The children inside the house escaped through the back and made their way safely through the woods where they hid. So before we move forward, I want to make one statement. And that statement is throughout the whole entire protesting and looting and rioting, there was not one report of a black individual at all of a black individual kidnapping shooting raping hanging or beating anybody i just want that fact to be stated because that's a fact that is a fact and we may not like facts but we cannot deny facts okay i did not hear i did not hear i did not hear or did not read nor has anyone informed me that there were any reports of black protesters rioters looters entering in anyone's personal homes kidnapping them 
attacking them, beating them, stealing from them, killing them, or raping them. I just want everybody to know those facts, okay? Let's go forward, okay? News of the standoff at the Carey House spread out, with news reporters inflating the number dead and falsely reporting bands of armed black citizens going on a rampage. Even more white people poured into the area believing that a race war has broken out. Some of the first targets of this influx were the churches in Rosewood, which were burned down. Houses were houses were were then attacked, first setting fire to them and then shooting people as they escaped from the burning buildings. Whew. Lexi Gordon was one of the most Lexi Gordon was one of those murdered, taking a gunshot to her face as she hid under her burning house. Gordon has sent her children fleeing with white at fleeing when white attackers approached but suffered from typhoid fever. She stayed behind. Many Rosewood citizens fled to the nearby swamp for safety, spending days hiding in them. Some attempted to leave the swamps but were turned back by men working for the share crazy right i just want to also state that all the black rioters protesters looters the protesters were marked the rioters were just destroying houses cars property looters were just stealing from stores you know there were there were no people there were no reports of people breaking inside people's homes, personal homes and stealing from them there were no reports of people breaking in people's homes and raping and shooting people in the face there were no reports like that now in my past podcast i stated that i don't condone looting or rioting or i don't really see the see some, i don't see the point in protesting i did see that i did state that in my last in my last um podcast episode now i don't condone looting and rioting for my own personal reasons, my own personal reasons, my own personal reasons, I don't condone them for because I don't like it. People in general take things that don't belong to them. That's that's kind of that was how I was raised. Don't take things that don't belong to you. And I don't like people that take things that don't belong to them because people that that's called stealing. And no one wants anything to be stole from them. So I don't. So don't steal things from other people. It's kind of my is my is my mantra, my my mentality. So I don't like people who steal. Period. Period. I don't care if you are black, blue, green, yellow, orange. I don't care if you are a thief or a stealer. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condone that behavior. I'm gonna call you out on that. I don't care what race, what color, or what whatever. That's my own personal thing. I don't condone stealing. I don't like stealer. I don't like thieves. I don't do that. I that's just that's just something that I personally don't. And like I said in my past podcast, the one reason I don't condone protesting is because it always leads to violence. I'm not a violent person, so I don't like violence. And if I can try to eliminate as much violence as I possibly can, I'm going to do that, you know? If I if I can if I can stop a violent situation from happening, I'm going to try my best to stop it from happening, you know, and whenever there has been protests in the past, they have always led to violence. So that is also why I don't like protests, because for my own personal reasons, I don't I don't like violence. And whenever I have seen a protest gather, there's always been violence. So it's not that I don't like the message. I don't like what the the message. I don't like the idea of it. I just don't like what is attached to it this information that i just read to you all was very detailed very graphic very explicit but for some reason it was forgotten or it was not written in history now i don't want people to remember or people to write down certain parts of this civil unrest that's happening 
I don't want people to only just focus on the looting and the rioting because because that 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 those things were was a lead up. Those things were a lead up to something else. And I don't want people who write down history only talk up talk about what happened, but not the lead up, you know? And I don't want I don't want people to just write their version of it either. Because what I just read was a very detailed story. A detailed story. Okay? Of history. Of history. But somehow this detailed story has not been has not been taught. And that pretty much is where I'm going to end this episode right here. And the reason being I'm ending the episode right here at this time is because after I was done editing my original episode, after I was done editing my original episode and doing all that great jazziness, I saw that the episode was about 45 minutes. And Kadija Bilal does not listen to things for 45 minutes. So if Kadija Bilal does not listen to things for 45 minutes, I I don't expect my listeners to listen to things for 45 minutes because after a good 15 minutes, I'm not going to lie, my to span has 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 gone has is is gone so i know i'm pushing it right now with this whole 25 minute thing right here but i i hope you guys stuck it out that this long so far i really hope you guys have and i hope you guys come back next week to hear the rest of the uh episode that i that that i recorded because i did say a lot of great other things that i really do want to talk about and discuss later on so after we're done with this cute little intro this cute little theme song i'm gonna wrap it up for you guys and see you on your way okay all right be back in like two three maybe four seconds <laughs> maybe five Alrighty, y'all. I told y'all it was a couple seconds. Alrighty, so let me say a couple more things, wrap this up so I can let you all go, okay? So the first thing I want to do is I want to give some shout outs to my younger sister, to my cousins, and to my younger brother because they just graduated. I'm so happy and proud of them. I'm really proud of them. They put in the work. They buckled down. They didn't let they did not let anything distract them. They did the work and they got rewarded. They put in the hard work and they did it and they graduated and I'm so happy and I'm so proud of all of them. I'm proud of all the graduates that graduated this year. I'm so proud of y'all. Um also I want to leave you guys with this affirmation that I found as well. And I feel like this affirmation just tied perfectly well into everything that I'm talking about and everything that I'm discussing about and everything that's been kind of been going on in media and in social media as well. So the affirmation is there are no limits to what I can achieve. And I can agree with that affirmation. I fuck with that affirmation because there are no limits. Um I just want to say that no matter what happens, no matter what things that has been going, that has been, has been brought upon the black community, there's nothing they can, there's nothing that they cannot achieve once they put their mind to it. That's something I can truly, 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 truly say, you know, um, once the black community put their mind to anything, best believe it will get, it will get done. This is something that I have seen. This is something that I can testify. And this is something that I believe as well, that once the black community, you know, come together and put their mind to it any task that they put their mind to they can definitely get it done just like that so i kind of want to leave you guys with that affirmation because i feel like that ties in with everything that I, the boy said earlier and kind of what everything i want to talk about next week as 
well. Speaking of next week, I hope to see you guys back here at 10 a.m. for another great episode of the Uncertain Experience. I do apologize for this one being a little bit late. Like I said in my live video, um, I I just lost all my edits. I lost all my edits that I did. All the edits that I did, I lost them, so I had to redo them all over again. Alrighty, y'all. I'm gonna let you guys go. So I asked you guys, please subscribe. Please subscribe to the Uncertain Experience on Apple Music, on Spotify, and on iHeartRadio as well. I ask that you also also DM me your email so far I can um, send out send to you my newsletter. Okay, so I please I ask that you DM me, direct message me on my social media accounts your email so you can be uh, so you can be part of my email list and get newsletters and get updated every week as well. So please DM me your email so I can let you guys so I can put you a part of my email list. Also, please subscribe as well on Apple Music, on Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio as well. Not only subscribe, but please like, share, leave a review as well. Tell everybody that you know about this podcast because this podcast is here to help people not feel alone, not feel like they're the only one experiencing or thinking these thoughts. This is what this podcast is about, and this is why I'm here because I felt so alone, and I don't want you all to feel alone. Alrighty, guys, I'll let you all go. Please have a great week. Please be safe. Please, please, please wear a mask. You guys be safe. You guys be straight. You guys be breezy in these streets. I see ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye bye.